All right, Psalm 22, 1. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me? So far from my cries of anguish. My God, I cry out by day, but you do not answer. By night, but I find no rest. After reading that, I want to quickly bless this time. So would you please bow your heads with me? Hey, God. Back again already. Um, I ask that you stand with me right now. Give me calmness and um, use me as a way to speak to these people gathered before me. Let me only speak the words that you need or that someone in this room needs to hear. Um, And with that, help me out a little bit. Don't let me stumble. Amen. All right, so this verse right here has described me and really my view towards Christianity for as long as I can remember, really until recently. Uh, The amount of times I feel like I've cried to God, but I have received zero answer, is a little bit more numerous than I want to count. Uh, And because of that, I've been harboring an anger against God and in the greater picture against Christianity, uh, really as a whole. So why do some people receive signs and others don't? I felt really entitled. I had lived my whole life as a uh, Christian, right? I went, I went and did all the Christian things. I did this and that. You know, y'all are doing them now. But um, when it came down to it, and I, and I asked God, I'm, I'm struggling here. Help me out. He never really seemed to come through. To top it off, I'm a really angry person in general. Uh, while anger can be used for good, a lot of times I let it get the better of me and uh, let it spill over into relationships and my relationship with God. But uh, the more I look back on that, the greater evidence that I was insecure in my faith, number one, and I was a really insecure pure person, number two, and that's just a whirlwind. Both of those, it's not going to help for anything. Now, this is it. there is this, um, this part of me that wants to blame always growing up as a Christian, uh, Christian school, Christian family, Christian friends, I mean, church, because I feel like we have become, or me, have become saturated by uh, constantly having Christian stuff, Christian ideals thrown at us, and while that's not bad, too much of a good thing can become bad, and that's how I felt about that, uh, there was a point in my time where I, I don't want to hear any more about Christianity. I don't want to because I keep on hearing it over and over again, and I, I can't make sense of it anymore. Um, I'm part of a faith that really, if you ask me anything about it, I can give you the rundown, but other than that, I can't, it's not personal to me. To me, I can't explain it well enough, and so that's where I was at. An example, I love chicken, right? I love chicken more than most things I eat, and... If you give me a point in my time where you start throwing more and more chicken at me, I'm not going to like chicken, which sucks. I'm not going to like it. But that's how Christianity was to me. And that's how Christianity can become to a lot of people. Uh, The amount of atheists that come from Christian homes is more than you might realize. And so that's that's a problem I've been struggling with for a long time. And until recently, I didn't stop struggling with that. And so how did I, right? How did I kind of turn off that? Well, I didn't really, ever. It's still with me. That's still part of me. But what I did is I tried to find a reason. I tried to find a purpose and to stop only going after 
what they were throwing at me, but a reason I wanted to chase after Christianity on my own. And uh, this really came from a woman named Melissa Trevathan. Some, some of y'all might know her, some of y'all might not, some summer ago. And she gave me this core idea that I've built everything else around. I'll get into that later. But what I'm trying to say here is the most important thing, and if you get anything from this at all, make Christianity your own. There's different ways to do that, but please find a purpose. I'll give you a little more example. Let's use sports. Uh, if you don't like sports, you're not really attached to sports, I'm sorry, that's like the only example I could really use. All right, so you got a sports team, right? Your family has a sports team. Uh, you cheer for them. You know, they're not your sports team, but everyone cheers for them. Uh, they have a game. You'll probably watch it. You'll eat the food that they bring, but you're not really attached to it. Win or lose, oh well, doesn't really matter that much. Okay, now say it's your sports team, right? They're in the championship. You're going crazy. You're going nuts. You buy the food. You invite the people to the party. You're really excited about this, right? They win. You're going crazy. You're rubbing your friends' faces in it who might have bet against you. You're probably taking pictures of the highlights. You're sending it to your story. You're going nuts. You're going bonkers, right? All right, now, if they lose, you're probably crying on the couch somewhere, eating ice cream, blaming the refs, saying, we'll get it next year, champs. Right? Like, you might have been there. Might have not. I don't know. Unless you're, you're an Alabama fan, and then you win all the time. It's just another trophy, right? Except for this year. Good Hawks. What? Um, my point is, unless it's your team and you're invested, you're not going to care, right? This is the same with your faith. If it's your parents' faith, your classmates, your schools, your friends, or even your churches, you're going to get burned out. You're going to get more confused and you're going to stop growing. And somewhere along this, uh, someone got through to me, right? Someone changed my little idea about this and gave me a reason to treat faith like my favorite sports team. So uh, what did I do? Where did I start? How did I start? The first thing I did was I looked for what was causing me unnecessary burnout. And the first thing I zeroed in on was church. I don't go to church anymore. Um, I did. I did all the way up until, I think, freshman or sophomore year. But the reason I don't go anymore is because when I went to church, it felt more like a chore. Uh, I wasn't happy to go to church. I didn't feel anything. I didn't see God there. And, you know, like, don't go home to your parents and be like, hey, this senior told me not to go to church. Like, no, I, I didn't do that. I'm just saying, if it starts feeling like a chore, if faith starts feeling like a chore, if you feel like you're being dragged to church and you don't want to go, now, not because you don't want to go because it's taking up your time, that's also not it, but because you feel like you're not really getting God, maybe talk to your parents. Maybe that's a conversation you need to have. It's one I needed to have, and I did. But there's also so many people I know. You know I was just, Yesterday, there's people in my own grade that have gone to church, have done the church thing, and they are so much better for it. They're killing it. Um, but like I said, if it is your own and you're not, you're not getting anything out of it, and it feels more like a chore, you know, have that conversation. Uh, now, where, where did I replace that? 
Um, I see God more in nature, more than anything. Uh, it's kind of hard for me to look at at the world and be like, there wasn't a creator who made this. This is so beautiful, and it just popped into existence. It's kind of hard for me to imagine that. Have y'all ever looked at a butterfly really closely? Just saying, like, you can't just go boop. That thing pretty for what? Uh, so, where else? Um, I think the other idea is that I've, this is the core reason and how I created my faith was um, where others might see God as this authority figure, this deep, powerful, right? And he is, right? But this overbearing kind of make rules, don't always answer you type figure. I came to find him as a, as a friend. That's my relationship with him. That's the way I view our relationship. And that's ultimately why I started my prayer with, hey. Uh, there's this, this verse, John 15, 13 through 16, and it reads, Great love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants, because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends, for everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you, and appointed you so that you might go and bear the fruit, fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. Now, does this mean we are all buddy-buddies on the same level as God? No. He is still king, but what he wants us to understand is that there is a contrast between servant and friend. Servant is around their master only when between, or when... Uh, the master needs them, or when they need the master, but a friend is around any time. Now, would God rather have you love him as a servant, who's only there when y'all need each other, or love him as a friend, who loves him all the time? Um, that's for you to muse over. This is ultimately uh, how I view God, and what helped me the most in relationship with him, because relationships aren't always meant to be easy. They're not meant to be warm and fuzzy. They're hard. But the way you can help is finding something that you want. And that my, what I wanted, my purpose was, is to find God as a friend. And that helped me, and it can help y'all. If that's something y'all want to y'all look at, look into. Um, so faith, religion, belief. It's not always conventional. There's not only one way. Uh, don't get distracted by these thoughts of, I'm not doing this right. Y'all, if you're trying, you're doing it right. I'm sure he's out there like, go little rock star. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so now how do, you, how do you slowly start to reinforce your faith? <laughs> from what I feel like I've seen the most from my very limited time is people who like listening to others' testimonies, their miracles, and their experiences. Now that might be confusing. I've been saying this whole time, you need to make this faith your own. Well, what I mean by that is that that means you aren't doing it just because everyone else is and it's the normal thing to do. If you go into people's testimonies with this hunger to find something that you need in there that will help you on your journey, you're doing it right because you want it. If someone goes into someone's testimony without a reason, 
they're probably not going to pick up on some stuff that they would if they had a reason to be there. The, and if that is how you work best, um, you know, I have a list of high school teachers here, which none of y'all know. Oh, that's not true. If y'all run track, Coach Brown has a lot. Um, some are actually really terrifying. If y'all do know Sergeant Beto, uh, he has a really cool one. Doc Rock, y'all might get to know her. She is always a, she's always an option. If you talk to her, you'll know what I mean. Middle school ones, um, Mr. Masters, uh, young Coach Masters, not his father, but, uh, and then Mr. Binger are two people in middle school who I respect a lot, and I'm sure they have some good reasons, testimonies for those. And the other option is for those who maybe struggle with skepticism or are a real do-it-themselves type of person. My suggestion for this, and this is, this is the type of person I really am, would be track down some books written by former atheists, maybe play devil's advocate with a firm believer, because somewhere in there is an example of how they went from being the furthest person from a Christian to now they are a Christian. And if you are currently a Christian, struggling to continue being a Christian, the reason that they might have gone from an atheist to a Christian might help you. You might find it in there. But to be completely honest, uh, one of the, an example that really boosted mine came from a Reddit page. <laughs> How many of y'all in here know what Reddit is? Oh, okay. Wow. That's actually a lot more than I, I thought. I'm not as old as I thought I was. Anyway, so I was scrolling through uh, Reddit one day, and I landed on this thread called Atheists Why. Or it was like Atheists Why Atheists or something. I don't know. I started reading it because I'm curious. And as I was going through the thread, and you know, you'll see what you'd see if you go on this thread, like Atheists and the Reasons Why. But as I was scrolling way down, I landed on this one comment, and it says, um, I started reading this thread as an atheist, but uh, now I think I want to try Christianity. Okay. I was a little shocked, right? Uh, besides the people defending Christianity in this thread, this was the only other out-of-pocket, like, comment. So I, of course, was like, okay, let me check this out. And... You know, apparently y'all all know Reddit, so how Reddit works is comments can have their own comment section underneath them, and this one did because, like I said, out of pocket. And what I found in that comment section was a bunch of other Redditors who presumably were also atheists when they started reading this agreeing with them. Now, it might have been a joke. Who knows? Could have been a joke. But uh, to me, this, this was very funny, and... People, you're not going to know why, who, when, or what is going to give you a little boost in your, your trying journey to find God. And, like, I, I didn't know it was going to come from some Reddit page and an atheist who used to be an atheist but now is thinking about Christianity because of a Reddit page. Like, I didn't know that was going to happen, but what it did is it made me realize if some atheist can go to Reddit and then potentially find a seed of faith in there and want to chase Christianity... That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard, and it made me laugh. 
and it showed me that there might be a God out there who has a sense of humor. You know, that fits the bill. I want a friend who has a sense of humor. Um, okay, so y'all are in middle school, right? The reason I, uh, don't give me sass, who said that? All right, whatever. The reason I'm actually up here, is this seventh grade right here? All right, so I was sitting where Mr. Reed is, up there, very back row, and uh, the reason I'm up here is because that day I looked at whoever was speaking with us and I said, I want to give a chapel. I didn't know, I mean, he's the only one who knew what the reason was going to be, but uh, that day I said, I want to give a chapel. I made a promise to myself, and I'm, and I'm here. So that, that's special to me, and that's special to why I also really wanted to speak to y'all guys besides high school. But um, before we do part, y'all are, are in your younger stages. I'm here as a senior. I started actually trying to find God maybe this summer, two summers ago. I can't really pinpoint it. Uh, but please, please don't wait. And I know y'all hear this. All day, every day. You'll probably heard it from the guy who spoke last time. Like, but don't wait. Don't wait till you're burned out like me to to start trying to find God. It's it's better if you start earlier. Um, but also, like, if you don't, okay, I can't judge. I'm here. I'm doing this. Um, and then the very last thing, very last thing is friends, family, your mental health. These are the three most important things in your life. I'll repeat that. Friends, family, and your mental health, I'm including God and like these loved ones, are the most important things in your life. Uh, I know middle school is a dog-eat-dog -dog world. I used to be in there. But this, if y'all are looking for popularity, if y'all are looking for this or that, test grades, GPA, y'all would, teachers would hate me, but uh, middle school GPA, but none of that is as important as the relationships you build while you're here. And sometimes you won't always have all the time in the world you think to share that with those people you love. And so really bear down on that. Um, treat the people you love more often of nice dinners. I don't know. All right, I'm gonna close this out. <laughs> hey God. Thanks again. Um, thanks for not making myself sound like a total idiot. Uh, I really appreciate that. Um, and if there was one person here who maybe got something from what I've said, then all of this would have been worth it. Um, that's why I'm here. That's why I took my time to this. Uh, I hope that through you, speaking through me, that um, Someone would have heard something that they needed to hear. It's in your name we pray. Amen.